10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 second please. Welcome to another episode of I'll Take 3. There you go. How's that? Uh, this is I'll Take 3, a movie treasure hunt. And I am the uh, movie chooser and theme chooser this week. So for once, I'm going to kick this thing off. Uh, this is About Alex. Time. I know. I'm sorry, guys. We've been we've been pulling your sluts this whole podcast. Did, pulling my sluts is that what you said? <laughs> I said pulling your slack. Oh, does that make sense? Is that a sentence? Pulling Pull- your slacks. <laughs> yeah, we've been deep pantsing you this whole time. <laughs> well, uh, I'm happy to pull my weight now, which is what I think what you were going for. <laughs> I think uh, you're overweight. This is, I'm just gonna say true. it right now. I mean, you're you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am uh, Alex. Alex, uh, that's uh, my name. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm Jacob. That is the name. That is mine. And I'm Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yes, so does. we're here today. Uh, if you tuned in last week, you heard us recap our first year of podcasting as we've done this um, show where we take uh, a theme. One of us chooses a theme such as the theme this week, um, and we each pick a movie that fits that theme, watch it and discuss it. And this week, our theme is is chosen by myself and i decided to go a little introspective um but also try to make it um interesting in how uh the other people will respond to the movie so we'll see how that that goes if you guys hate my movie it's okay but the theme is movie move a movie that you love and the other just movie movie it's well, I was going to say movie. movies, but it's not like I'm, we've watched multiple movies. I um, a movie that you love. And the other two people on the podcast have not seen. And so uh, this is the first episode in that theme. And the movie I chose is the Coen Brothers uh, film Inside Lewin Davis from 2013. Yeah, see, I watched uh, Inside... And then I also watched Inside Lewin Davis. That's the confusion there. So, did you watch the little documentary Inside uh, Inside Lewin Davis? Did I, I was just gonna say that? Yeah, <laughs> that was the third movie I watched. <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is gonna be a fun one, I think, uh, and a fun theme. Although I know Jacob's already stressing about it. Look, I got next movie choice. And did you already mention what the theme was? Yes. Okay, so this theme sucks ass. I'm just going to say that right now because I got to think about what movies I like. I got to think about what movies you guys have and have not seen, which I don't know. I don't know if you know that or not. That's not on my brain. So I got to text y'all all the time, just lists of movies, and you guys are always like, I've seen that movie. Jacob, stop choosing blockbuster movies. And by yeah. all the time, you mean since I asked you yesterday, hey, have you picked a movie? And you're like, oh, shit, I got to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said all the time. <laughs> Look, we record the episode. I wait one full week until I think about it. 
because I have to forget that memory, suppress it, you know, then I can edit the episode and start thinking about the next ones. But I'm working on it. I'm still thinking about my next movie, which I will choose at the end of the episode. And so if I blurt out, hey, have you guys seen this movie? Just answer the question and move on, okay? Well, don't worry. That'll be a lot like when I had to pick a sports movie and I couldn't decide what sports movie to pick. (laughs) So it's okay. Um, But this will be something that wraps up one of our uh, openings you know, kind of segments in, on this podcast where we ask each other our history with this movie. Um, so let me just ask you guys, did you know anything about this movie prior to watching it? Nope. Um, well, the only thing I knew about was the Outer Space song because you play it all the time. Well, not all the <laughs> time, but more than I uh, would like. <laughs> That's funny. I went into this movie blind. I didn't look it up beforehand. You told me it was available nice. on Prime, so I turned it on and watched it. And I've got some notes in here as this movie goes that are mostly shock in the cast of this movie. Every time somebody shows up, I write with 12 question marks, is this who I think it is? And then I confirm it a few moments later. And it's exciting, <laughs> so. That's cool. Yeah, I do like that song. I remember when I watched this movie the first time, um, I watched that scene and then I'm like, cause I was just watching it by myself. Um, and then I went and found Kristen. I was like, Hey, you got to watch this oh, scene wow. with them singing, please, Mr. Kennedy. And I showed it to her as I was watching the movie. <laughs> so I, I, I liked it that much in that moment. I had to show it to her. Nice. Um, but for me, you know, when I think about this theme, cause Jacob, you talked about having a hard time thinking about movies that you love. And for me, I feel like maybe it's something to do where, where I do have a a pretty good memory and I can, you know, kind of hold on to think those things when I watch a movie. Um, cause I've only seen it the one time and, but I felt like uh, as I watched it and then afterwards it just sat in my head that I felt comfortable saying that I loved this movie. Yeah. That's a really interesting to me. I, uh, I have a different take on the love aspect. I have, a, and it might be the memory, like you're saying. I just, if I've seen a movie one time, I either love it so much that I watch it again, and then mm-hmm. I remember it because I've seen it a couple of times, yeah. or I don't like it enough to watch it again. And so I forget about it. Makes and, sense. Uh, and it, like I said, it's been a hard time to choose this movie because every movie I can think of that I like and that I've seen a bunch... I've either already told you guys to watch at some point or you just have seen because they're good movies. I do think that you, that you mentioned that that influences whether I want to watch a movie that you say you love too. then because I'm like, damn, Jacob's watched this movie seven times. I better watch it. Well, because I go crazy on movies because I really, really like it's a movie <laughs> I like. I really, really like that movie. Yeah. Yeah, most most notably uh when Hamilton came out and Avengers uh, in-game came out, I watched those like on repeat a lot. And The Greatest Showman. I think Kristen's probably a lot th- like that, right, Kristen? Um, yeah, I watch movies. I'm okay with that. It's like comforting to me. I don't know why. But like I watch certain movies over and over and over again. Yeah. 
But one thing I did want to ask you guys too with this movie, being that it is a Coen Brothers movie, uh, I think I've mentioned this once or twice on the podcast that I feel like the Coen Brothers are probably my favorite director. Um, they, the way they do their movies is just very uh, that black comedy kind of subversive humor in the storytelling of it. Um, but then they still tell a, you know, really um, fascinating story. The cinematography is great, all that stuff. So that's why I really like them. Um, and there's still a few Coen Brothers movies I haven't seen uh, just because they're never streaming anywhere and I haven't bothered to buy or rent them. Um, but I've seen most of them. Um, and I'm curious, what's your guys' feelings on Coen Brothers films? Well, I'm not great with directors. So I don't really know what movies they've directed. But however, uh, but however, that's two words that shouldn't go near each other. Um, <laughs> is Hail Caesar a movie that they made? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've seen that movie, and I know that they directed that movie because I'm aware that that's a Coen Brothers movie. Um, you want me to give you a couple others they've done? Yes, let me take one more hint, and it's gonna be very okay. random, and it might be very not correct. Uh, did okay. they direct Where for Brother Where Art Thou? Oh, brother, where art thou? Yep. Yeah, okay. See, and that's the only other thing that I know. I got nothing else. Uh, they also did Fargo, mm. um, R- Raising Arizona, No Country for Old Men, uh, Burn After Reading, The True Grit remake, um, and they did oh, that yeah, Ballad of that Buster Scruggs. Okay. Yeah, well, that had Ed Holmes in it, right? Is Ed Holmes in that? I can't remember. Let me look. Okay. I have their page pulled up here i think i watched that movie when it first was on netflix and i only got like halfway through because i got bored with it no ed helms is not in that okay i might be i'm gonna have to look at it again but i i remember looking at that thing that it's like an it's like an anthology movie it has like yeah it doesn't like stories in it at the beginning not ed helms isn't in it tim blake nelson is buster scruggs and he sings I don't I don't know if you're thinking of a different movie or not. <clears throat> but uh yeah. So I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, you've seen some of those movies, right? I'm sorry. I'm looking at the picture of this fool. <laughs> <laughs> what fool? <laughs> Whoever the heck you're talking about. Tim Blake Nelson? <laughs> who's this who's this guy that's looks like Is that who you're talking about? Uh, yeah, that's Tim Blake Nelson. Okay, he looks like Ed Helms to me. What? <laughs> I don't think he looks like Ed no, he Helms does not, at but all. <laughs> with that little, with the way that little logo is covering his mouth, he looks like Ed Helms. His eyes, the way he's looking. Yeah, yeah, they does. That's but funny. when I pl- when I press the image and the play's not over his mouth, mm-hmm. it does not. But that image right there looks just like Ed Helms to me. That's funny. It's got James Franco in it. That's interesting. Yeah, I've not seen that movie. Um, <clears throat> I've seen some of those movies, but most of them I don't think I have. Oh, I've Big seen Lebowski, too. I don't know if I mentioned that one. Yeah, I've seen The Big Lebowski. I have not seen... Um, I've seen the True Grit remake, um, but some of those other ones you said at the beginning, I definitely no not seen. No Country for Old Men, Fargo, have, you've seen those? I've seen Fargo. I didn't like Fargo. Uh, I don't remember... R- if I've seen uh, No Country for Old Men, I have not seen Raising Arizona. I know you read the sure. book, though. Yeah. Did I read that book? Yeah, for our family book club. 
See, I don't even remember doing that. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you what the story is. I don't know. That's a, it's my fate. So I've ranked the Coen Brothers movies. Inside Llewyn Davis is not my top Coen Brothers movie. It actually comes in at four. Um, I have Fargo at one. Mm. No Country for Old Men two. So I thought I had No Country at number one, but I have No Country at two. Big Lebowski at three, and then Llewyn Davis at four. I like the Big Lebowski. My buddy uh, Kyle, he uh, he his favorite drink is White Russians, and every uh-huh. time every time he gets them, um, when we used to go out and eat, I would always like uh, be like Lebowski. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Kristen, what about you with the Coen Brothers? Um, well, I looked up their movies real quick because um, I know I've seen Fargo. I like that movie. Um, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? I've seen that one multiple times. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a fun one. The Big Lebowski. I somehow watched Barton Fink. Is I watched it with you, right? You watched part of it with part me. Part of it? Okay. I remember thinking it was just a really weird movie. Um, I've seen No Country Barton Fink I have at five, by the way. <laughs> I really like that one too. It's I've really never good. even heard of that movie. Oh, it's I one of their earlier ones. Um, being super upset that they were doing a True Grit remake. It's really I, good. I like the old one. And Can I, I? This is gonna sound so dumb, and everybody who loves movies and is tuning into the podcast for the first time, and this is their episode, they're mm-hmm. gonna turn it off out of just like, oh, you guys have no respect for film. I couldn't tell you the difference between True Grit and, in my mind, I'm immediately thinking Cowboys versus Aliens. <laughs> oh yeah, so, they're very different movies. In my mind, those are the same movie. I'm oh trying to remember God. how they go. I'm also True thinking Grit of is a Mountain, drama. Is so. a drama. And, and Cowboys vs. Aliens is a CGI. Yeah, it, it has aliens in it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but when I'm thinking about it, I just like... They're both combined oh into me. They're really That's good. Funny. I mean, the tr- the original True Grit's amazing, and I think the remake is amazing, too. I think they're both really good. Um. Anyways, and then I've seen uh, Hell Caesar and The Ballard of Buster Scruggs. I really like that movie. I watched it on my own. Remember, Alex? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I watched I, it by myself. Yeah, I think I caught like a piece of the movie when you were watching it, and I watched it one day by myself. Like, I just, I don't know. Something came over me, and I wanted to watch it. I actually watched a movie. Yeah, I really like that. Instead one of too. reading the synopsis. Wow, that's a shocker. I like most of the. There's only a couple of their movies I I would say I don't like. They did a one with Tom Hanks, and it's terrible. It's called Lady. The Lady Killers. Lady Killers. Yeah, it's not good. Dang, Tom, Hanks like Tom Hanks is weird in it. He's he's super weird. <laughs> it's about. Um, Tom Hanks is a professor, but he's also a criminal and he gathers a bunch of people together and they move into this old woman's house into her basement, um, pretending to be like a traveling band, mm. but they're really trying to dig into rob a casino. <laughs> it's stupid. That's weird. And then they decide they got to kill that lady, but then they all accidentally, you guys are probably never going to watch it, right? If I spoil it, they all accidentally kill themselves <laughs> instead. Oh my gosh. Well, we we weren't gonna watch it, but all of our listeners definitely planned on it. Yeah, and now they won't. So thanks. 
Okay. Anyway, do you guys like um, the Southern Southern? What am I talking about? The Southern Does Lawyer. Brothers yeah. like style. Is that? <laughs> oh, look at my little little bitty <laughs> client there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I like uh, I like the I like their cinematography um, overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the things I noted about this movie was I really like the cinematography. Um, I also think they ha- they do a really really good job of like building characters and making characters feel feel real and like yeah they gave them three dimensions for sure yeah exactly and that's one of the things that I really enjoy about um, mo- the movies the Hail Caesar and the other movies that I've seen uh, that I know are Coen Brothers movies um, was the character development what's Chris, uh what what's Chris, an outstanding okay go ahead Kristen yes um. I don't know. Their movies are kind of weird. <laughs> they are. Yeah. I mean, I they tell him they tell the story in like a weird sequence and stuff and I Sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Like it I mean they're fine. They're not my favorite, but like I think my favorite Oh, wait, are we going to cover our favorite Coen Brothers movie? Yeah, go for it. I already told you oh, guys okay. mine. Well, I guess I get told favorite. you my top 5. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is um i mean i said i really like fargo but i think i like oh brother where art thou a lot more yeah. um and then i like fargo but um i like how they tell oh brother where art thou and stuff and i don't know yeah uh, oh brother where art that's awesome yeah so my my favorite Coen brothers movie is probably it's got to be the big lebowski it's the one i've seen the most times um i think where for art what is that movie called Oh brother, where art thou? Oh brother, where art thou? So I remember watching that movie. I I have a very distinct memory, and it might be wrong, of like us us renting it from like a blockbuster or a Hollywood video, or and mom something. and dad watching it, and mom and dad watching it. Mm-hmm. I remember and that. I don't, I don't remember paying attention to it as a kid though. <laughs> I remember them like when they were handcuffed and like mm-hmm. jumping through, and I remember watching them watching that, and it's synced into my brain for some reason, and I remember that being a good movie. And I think that's the only time I've seen it. But in my okay, brain, man. I know that I've seen that movie, and I know that I liked it. And I don't know when I watched watch it. it or, it's really yeah. good. You, you know that um, Oh Brother Where Aren't That was one of my dad's favorite movies. Did I tell you that, Alex? Uh-uh. Yeah. It's weird. He yes. loves that movie. Like, he had the soundtrack and stuff to it because he liked it so much. Oh, well. It's a good movie. Um, the Coen brothers have talked about how the music in this movie they feel like is a um build on top of oh brother where art thou's music too <clears throat> i don't remember the music at all from that movie so yeah maybe i should yeah, watch you gotta it. watch it it's good okay um jacob but uh, do you remember you were about to ask before Kristen? i asked Kristen something you were about to say what's an outstanding or something i feel like you're gonna ask um uh, I was going to ask you, what is, uh, what's something for you, Alex, as someone, and Kristen, you can answer this as well, uh, about a Coen movie, what's something about it that is like, okay, this is what makes a Coen brother movie a Coen brother movie? I really like how the characters in a lot of the movies are, they're kind of neurotic, and okay, then they're self-centered. kind of, it's very self-centered, um, and then a lot of times, I mean, they do something 
the action they take is something that you probably would think like, oh, it'd be nice to do this, but you never would. A lot of the characters do stuff like that too. Okay. It's pretty interesting. Uh, is that is that like what the uh, the lead singer of Third Eye Blind is like? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. All I remember is we went and saw them live, and you guys were telling me that you heard that he was like really narcissistic and kind of like an asshole and does things very weird. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> Sorry, that was a... Jimmy Eat World said. <laughs> well, I've got a, their quote written on my mirror for inspiration, so. What quote? From the from the song The Middle. Oh. Don't write yourself off yet. It's only in your head you feel left out. Look down on. Just try your best. And that's what it says on my mirror. Cool. That's awesome. Do you got lots of um nautical shit in your bathroom? I do. <laughs> it's it's uh I got adult money, so I gotta buy some <laughs> nautical shit for my bathroom. <laughs> okay i also have one guarantee okay go ahead never mind sorry cut that out (laughs) wait (laughs) what is your one guarantee don't cut this out if you come to my house with ten dollars i will let you spray paint numbers outside my house (laughs) um i know he opened that question up to you too did you want to say anything about what you like about con brothers characters or movies or stuff um well i mean I really like um, like how crazy and outlandish like the Oh Brother Where Art Thou characters are. Like mm-hmm. they were just so out there, and then also Fargo. Like yeah, I don't know. Just some of the characters were just really like crazy. <laughs> One thing about Fargo is I couldn't like just the characters with their accents. I can't do the accents in that movie. <laughs> I can't That's do it. That's such a fun <laughs> part of the movie. <laughs> That's funny. Can't take seriously. He just—he's a little guy. I can't—I can't do it. Has, he's can, just a weird-looking guy. <laughs> can you describe him for me? You know, just kind of funny-looking. <laughs> have you guys seen the movie? <laughs> have you guys seen the movie Argo? I have. I have not. I don't know why I get those two movies mixed up. <laughs> they're, I mean, they have similar names, but they're very different movies. They're very different movies. Yeah, I love Fargo. Uh, I also love. Uh, the well, you almost also mixed up True Grit and Cowboys versus Aliens, so. <laughs> yeah, but that's understandable. Have you guys seen? Uh, <laughs> have you guys seen The Lone Ranger? Yeah, yeah, we went and watched it with you in Clarksville. Oh my God, did we? <laughs> yes. Oh man, because I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that in theaters, and I think I liked it. But yeah, oh we God. went with you and watched it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, really, yeah, I liked I it too. Anything. I remember everyone would be like, oh, this is going to be a box office bomb. And I'm like, oh, that was a fun movie. I thought it was I mean, fun. I get the, it was like right at the tail end of, should Johnny Depp be playing a Native American? And yeah. the answer is no, but <laughs> I, I thought still, he did a good job. I thought he did a good job. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I bought it on DVD. I have it on DVD. That's okay. one of the things I did when I was trying to choose my movie was I went through all my movies. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's still hard. Did you say you? Yeah, I said, ew, why do I own, why do I own this movie? So <laughs> like, why do I own Red Dawn? Why is it not opened up? Oh, yeah, it's because I got it as a Christmas gift. My bad. That's funny. Okay. Um, let me give just some quick background because I know we've spent some time already. Um, 
this movie, like I said, 2013 film. Um, Coen Brothers uh, wrote it and directed it. Like they do a lot of their movies that they they directed. So written it and directed by them. Um, it was uh, made with a budget of 11 million dollars. Box office of 33 million. It was not a widely distributed movie. Um, it was picked up by CBS Films, oh, so wow. not a very big studio. Um, the, the idea of the movie, before they even wrote the script, they just had like a single idea. It was uh, inspired by this folk singer. Um, shoot, what's his name? I thought it had his full name here, but it only has his last name. Dave, Va- Dave Van Ronk. Mm. He was a folk singer and he had an autobiography that they read and they kind of was inspired by some of his stories and his album was actually called inside Dave Von Ronk and the cover looks a lot the same only in Dave Van Ronk's cover. There's a little cat in the doorway and um, this movie features a cat for a a big plot of it, but they said that they didn't even notice the cat until somebody pointed out during editing (laughs) and they're like, Oh, well that wasn't a nice coincidence. What a coincidence. They're usually yeah. good about like little things like that. I feel like details. I know. Um, they just lucked into that one, but um, they had an idea of uh, of Van Ronk being beaten up outside of uh, a venue in the in Greenwich Village, and they took that image um, in the opening scenes, and then eventually when they came back to make the movie, that's what they built it on. Was that? Yeah, we'll it, talk about that. I guess I got a little confusion, but. We'll for sure. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, there's some stories they picked out of his stuff, and there's some music that they borrowed from him in the movie. But uh, Lewin Davis is his own character. It's not, like, based on him completely. Well, I uh, originally, when I first was like, starting to watch, like, as the movie was going, I was thinking mm-hmm. Lewin Davis was some folk artist I had never heard of uh, or yeah. something, and it was based on a true story. And at first, like at the later when the scene where he's with uh, Hugh Davis, I was like, yeah. "Oh man, is that Lewin? Is that a cameo from Lewin Davis?" I was like, <laughs> I got really excited, and then I was not obviously, but <laughs> that's not a real person. That's funny. Um, some interesting facts about the movie: um, the whole idea of putting the cat in. Um, they they talked about. Uh, Joel Cohen said the film doesn't really have a plot and that concerned us at one point that's why we threw the cat in to give wow. us some kind of through line mm-hmm. in the it, movie it definitely doesn't have a lot of plot yeah it's not a plot driven movie at all it's it's completely character driven yeah um, and then by like they wish they didn't do that with the cat though because cats uh, don't act well um, the animal trainer said uh dogs want to please you cats only want to please themselves <laughs> and so filming with a cat is difficult um but they made it work uh and then this is like one of the only movies that they've done that doesn't have carter burwell work the soundtrack um because it's such a different style of music i think and then do they have that is that the person they work with all the time Mm-hmm. okay they also I, did the soundtrack of twilight <laughs> Yeah. That's hey, <laughs> I whenever I whenever I think of Twilight, I always think of Paramore. Yeah, that's true too. Well, you should think of Carter Burrell. 
Okay, I'll I'll change my I'll change my line of thinking and the way okay. that I think. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I, that's the end of the podcast. That's I mean, this is a like a this is intervention. Yep. <laughs> we this is subversive <laughs> podcasting. Okay, but um, I was gonna say too, the movie features a lot of live performances, and they uh, filmed them live. They didn't film them and lip sync it in. Oh, that's um, nice. Except there, except for the one performance where. Um, Jim and Gene play with uh, what's that kid's name? Troy Nelson. Troy. Um, because they're like <clears throat> doing the three voices, they did some lip syncing with that. Well, it's JT. What do you expect? But I mean, otherwise, I mean the Please, Mr. Kennedy filmed live, which is awesome. <laughs> Had no clue Adam Driver could sing. Yeah, we'll talk about his singing. Singing <laughs> for Quotation sure. Quotation marks. I underline exclamation point, more like. <laughs> he's not really doing the singing. He's doing the... We'll get there when we get there. Okay. Okay. Um, that's my production notes on the movie. Anything you guys had, trivia or anything? I went in blind. I did not Google a thing. Okay. I have one okay. piece of trivia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I watched I finished watching this movie thirty five minutes before we started recording. Jeez, so. it took you weren't you watching it like hours ago? Yeah, it took me a long time to watch this movie. I started watching this movie at one o'clock today. Oh man, I hope that doesn't didn't interfere with your enjoyment of it. No, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Okay. Kristen, did you have anything about the movie before we jump into some of our notes and thoughts? No. <laughs> you you heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go inside Lewin Davis. Um, I got to wear two condoms. <laughs> condom on condom. <laughs> oh with electrical tape. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, CBS Films. You see it right at the beginning. And then Studio Canal. So not an indie production, but definitely not a major studio. Nothing I've heard of. Except yeah. for CBS, of course. Okay, wait, stop. <laughs> Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with the brand new sensation. I don't know. <laughs> no one knows. Um. Anyways, um. So Alex, I got to tell this story because I wrote it down in my notes. <laughs> okay. So we had a lamp. It was one of the standing tall lamps. He broke that one. Mm. Or the kids I broke love it, broke or that something. one. Okay. I don't know. Something happened, and then. I bought a new one and Alex put it together and he stopped using it because it was blinding him <laughs> while he was working. Yeah, I like to and use the lamp while I'm working because it gives me better light when I'm on the cam because I'm on the webcam all the time. Yeah, lights okay. help with lighting. Okay, so he brings it into the living room and it's like blinding me as well. And I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't look right. <laughs> Like, are you sure you don't have it upside down? And I didn't. And he's like, End of story. He's like, no, that's what it said to do. And so I was like, uh, maybe you need to flip it because I don't think the wires are supposed to be showing. I think they're supposed to be in the lampshade. What? <laughs> so I don't, I, he flips uh, it. He takes the lampshade out, flips the wire because it has like a wire frame. Bra yeah, like a bracing thing. Yeah. And so he took it out, flipped it around. And so the bottom part of the 
wire frame is now inside yeah, the lamp. It's like this instead of like this. And so it lowers <laughs> the lampshade over the light bulb. And he's <laughs> that's the way it's supposed to sit. Man, I wish I had photos of what the light looked like before you oh my before God. you changed it and what uh, yeah, that's good I lighting. I don't know this how bulb he is too bright. thought that was fine. <laughs> I got to put I a really dimmer bulb in there. So anyways, my note says, first off, Alex does not know how to put together a lamp. I'm glad that That's was. my first note. My first note. My first note is, this opening shot is awesome. What was the opening shot? Of the microphone, and it's just kind of this long shot, and it slowly like, zooms out as he starts singing, you know, and the song's playing, and... Cinematography, Alex. Come on, get on the train. Get on oh, the train. Shoot. Get on the bus. <laughs> get on the subway with the cat. Get on the uh, trolley. <laughs> hey, how about those laws that they're changing in Nashville where you can't have uh, those open open containers or open things where you drink and like pedal and drink and ride and all that stuff anymore? That really? does sound That's dangerous. Stupid. I don't know yeah. if I could do that while drinking. <laughs> you're, you're not like driving, are you? You're Kinda. just on the. You're sitting around it. Well, some of, you're them that you're pe- some of them are your pet. Some of them are your Someone else is steering know. it, aren't they? I don't know, but there, there's like a whole thing where you have to be inside a closed, closed thing now. You can't be like That's out in the open. Yeah. So, um, and also, uh, so that shot's awesome. It's kind of uh, initially, it's all kind of just a very long shot. Well, how about the of, venue too? The Gaslight Cafe. Yeah. Like I love the name of that. Nineteen sixty-one. Okay. Which. Before you talk about the shot, too, I was uh, talking to Kristen. This is our fourth straight movie we've watched that is set in the past. Because <laughs> we watched Rudy, Hoosiers, Semi-Pro, and Inside Lewin Davis. Page two is where I said, wait a minute. What year is this taking place? So <laughs> You didn't notice the 1961? Did not notice the 1961. Oh, hey. Wait a second. Sorry. I need to stop. And put this in real quick. So, not to stop the recording. I'm going to stop you guys because my information is more important. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry, so Jacob. You said... I interrupted you and now she's interrupting us. <laughs> as long as we get back to you before we end, it's wait, fine. Wait. So, you guys started talking about the Gaslight Cafe and like a light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, oh my God, the Gaslight. Where have I heard that before? That's the same cafe that Mitch Maisel starts at in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's in New York City. I thought you were going to say because the gas that anthem. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christ. I thought you were going to say because the gaslighting that's happening in this country right now. Oh, God. No. It's because of the TV show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel oh, on okay. Amazon Prime. <laughs> I've never seen that or heard of it. Oh, Anyways, it's continue. I assume. I've never watched it. But I assume it's good. <laughs> Um, I don't know what I was saying, but well, I was talking about 1961, and you were talking about being weirded out by the you didn't. Oh yeah, I had no idea what year it was. I guess I'm not good at catching context clues. A part of me was like, okay, the car is kind of like old, but I'm not 100 percent sure. And I was, I mean, it's not really a context clue either. It's just said (laughs) on a title card. Yeah, but but I missed that. (laughs) Uh, my next thing was that uh, who's the who's the name of the actor who plays? Uh, Lewin Davis. It's an Oscar. Oscar something? Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Is that him singing? For yes. real? Mm-hmm. Uh, he sounds. He sounds really good. Um, he reminds me a lot of uh, Dan Mangan. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, which... Uh, I don't know who that is. Who is that? So I only know him. He's a Canadian musician. I only know him because uh, Scott Aukerman... Singer. Yeah, he's kind of folksy because Scott Ackerman likes him and he's had him on Comedy Bang Bang uh, quite a few times, including some uh, a couple of live shows in Canada, which uh, are good. But you know, he's he's got that deep folksy voice and songs Those that are kind beautiful of beautiful eyes. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen his eyes. <laughs> um, well, you should look at his eyes. They're like in uh, his little him. Spotify thing. Oh man, oh, yeah. those, are those are beautiful, beautiful eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they're blue and they're light. <laughs> they're nice. Um, Oscar Isaac, I really, I think he's a great actor. I'm surprised he was not nominated for an Academy Award. He was nominated for Golden Globe. Um, it, it, wait, he's never, he's never been, or you mean for this movie? For this movie, and also he has never been as of this recording. Wow, that's crazy. He's a yeah, he's a good actor. He, is he in Have Dune? You seen, he, he is in Dune. He plays his dad in That's Dune. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Wow. And he's in well, the new Star Wars. Oh, man. No, I was going to say that. Oh. Well, that I, I was <laughs> in that, too. So. Along with Al Cody. Yep. He was in that Ex Machina. That's what I was going to say. He's amazing in that. He plays the villain in that. I've never seen and that. He's really good in that. Oh, I might pick that for an episode down the line if it fits a theme. You're not supposed to do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, we discussed this. I won't if if it fits the theme. I'm not saying. Oh, I thought you okay. said you if you when you pick the theme. I was like, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> Movies no. with X in it. <laughs> Movies with Oscar Isaac. <laughs> um, Have you guys seen I Am Legend? Yeah, with Will Damn Smith it. and the dog. Yeah. That opening song, um, Hang Me, Oh, Hang Me. I don't know if what it's called. Been been All Around This World. Something like that. But it's really good. Um, and you, you think, I mean, he's performing on a stage. There's a lot of applause afterwards. You think, oh, this guy must be. Must be something. Or he must be at least coming. doing something, yeah. Um, I, I uh, know Kristen wrote down what he says after he's done performing that song. What's he say? Oh, yeah. Uh, he says, if it was never new and never gets old, then it's a folk song. Oh, yeah. He says that another time in the movie, too, I think. Well, they're replaying this scene because the beginning is the end. Yeah, well, I was movie. thinking they said it like somewhere oh, like halfway beautiful. through. <laughs> the beginning is... No, the it's at the... It's it's replaying of this scene. Okay. Um, you know uh, who else has a movie... Or not a movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. What an idiot. Who else um, has a Tom video or film slash short film that has the same beginning as the end? Yeah, um, I do, but I want you to tell me. This guy sure. over here. Oh. Um, my short film that I made with uh, my buddy Kyle when I was in graduate school that we made. Oh, yeah. um, where it opens with the pencil sharpening. Where it opens with a shot of the pencil sharpener and then ends with the shot of the pencil sharpener. Um, which I was not influenced by this movie because I never seen it. <laughs> I mean, this is not the only movie to have done. You this. can't sue me, <laughs> Cohen Brothers. Wait a second. So was it the same scene that yours started yeah, and ended with? Exactly. Or was well, it just the fact that you were sharpening? It a returns pencil, to a pencil sharpener. It returns you... to the exact same room that he was in the at the very beginning, and the but exact it's same. But not the same scene as the first. It's one. It's not the same scene as the first one. It's the same shot okay. as the first one. So um, it's a cinematography choice, but not a storytelling. 
I mean, it is a storytelling choice. It's a storytelling. Yeah, it was, it was a choice anyway, overall anyway. in general. But it was not a replaying of the exact same thing, which confused the shit out of me. I know. I mean, it's me it's too. meant to. You're not supposed to know that. I was like, what? You're, you're supposed to think uh-huh. well and then i was and, thinking okay it's groundhog day is what i thought this movie was and then i was uh, like and okay I was like, where's bill murray <laughs> no you know it's it's there's so much about this movie that's very thematic and i really think this is a big thing with it is because you can imagine that the details leading up to uh, early following um this opening scene are the things that followed that because yeah. this guy's life is just so like um, desperate and difficult and well and he's so desperate and difficult and and this is my note at the end and so okay and this will go into the question that we were just kind of talking about with my thing so it was in fact the exact same scene it wasn't like a so Bob Dylan came out and sang at the end after he went out at the very yeah they beginning. just didn't show just that didn't at show first. It. Mm-hmm. And so at the at, so at the end does he say the same, he says the exact same thing about the folk song and everything and he plays that same song at the end as he does mm-hmm. at the because when it shows it at the end it shows him finishing up this song whereas at the beginning it shows him playing the whole song okay. and then he says that and then it jump cuts to him talking to the club owner okay but. In the end scene, it shows him playing one more song, and that's when he plays Fare Thee Well by himself. And then he goes to talk to the club owner, and that's when it shows I think Dylan that's what confuses me. That's what confused me is because he played another song afterwards, which is like, okay, it just, well, I it thought It just jump he, cuts past that. Yeah. yeah, so for me, like, that could be a different night, you know? I, did did mm-hmm. the Coen brothers say it's the same night? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I mean, he didn't get beat up by that guy twice. Well, who said it's the same guy? I put very first thing I said. Oh, it's the same first, scene. First thing I said, man in well, not first thing because first thing I already said about, but about the man in, uh, the man in black, the man in a suit. I was like, what is this? The man in black of folk music? Is this some kind of, is this some kind of conspiracy theory where if you play a certain song, they come and beat the shit out of you because you didn't respect folk music enough? And so they reset you, which <laughs> could be what's happening in this movie. So, no, because when it shows it at the music, beginning, it purposely please. leaves it. You don't know what, why he's beating him up exactly. But then when they show it later, he says the same things again, exactly as they're said before. It's this, it's the same shot. But then he like adds in. The, it keeps playing, and then he's like, "My wife's up there trying to sing her song." Okay, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yep, you got it. And I love the way the guy says, "It's what you do." I was like, <laughs> "That thought, sticks with me." I thought that was Sam Elliott at first. See, it sounded like Ed Harris to me, and it even reminds me, like when you said "Man in Black," it even reminds me of the Men in Bla- the Man in Black from Westworld, played by Ed Harris. <laughs> it reminds me of the Man in Black from uh, Dark Tower. It reminds you, me of Have you Men seen in that Black or what, read that? Will Smith. <laughs> I have seen that. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's why I think that that does work so well, though, is because oh, wait, wait, it reminds me of the Man in Black, Johnny Cash. <laughs> it reminds me of the Man in Black, Dewey Cox. It reminds me of the uh, creature in the Black Lagoon. <laughs> he turned to Christ. Did you know? Did you know that? Because everybody kept throwing drugs in there. 
The wait, the Black Lagoon. Uh huh. <laughs> he turned to Christ. They kept up in their H in there, and he was addicted to it. But he turned to Christ. Oh wow! Yeah. So you, you don't remember me? that? No, I have no idea what <laughs> the hell you're talking the, about. That's from the um, Leo Carpazzi. <laughs> oh, from that episode that Ma- he did? Yeah, match okay. game thing. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. Um, but, uh, so, I mean, Lewin Davis, you really don't know much about the guy. You think maybe he is getting the short end of the stick um, at that part in the movie. But, I mean, I don't know how wh- how much you guys have note-wise on this. On the um, movie? Yeah. I I don't have a ton of notes. I've got like a page and a half. I've got some things where, you know, as the movie goes throughout. But if we're talking about just like. At, I, I wouldn't mind just jumping all over on this one. Yeah. Okay. So um, there's a part because. Okay. So it starts with the movie. The movie starts where he's on the stage. Then it cuts mm-hmm. to him in the apartment. Right. Where he lets the cat out. He's at whatever that. What's their names? The really nice couple who are old and like into art. The person's a professor. The Gorfines. The Gorfines. Yeah. The Gorphobic people. Um, so. The <laughs> Gorphobic people. <laughs> yeah, they're really afraid of being sick. That's Wait, not is what, that what a Gorphobic No, they, they always think they're sick. Is that what it is? No. That's a hypochondriac. Oh, what's a Gorphobic? <laughs> They're uh, scared of spiders? No, no that's arachnophobia. <laughs> uh, I think agoraphobia, agoraphobia is Agoraphobia like, is when they're afraid of the dark. It's. I think it's no. When they're afraid of uh, Let me look it up. Flash yeah, look photography. It up. They're, they're fear of places of or situations. They have anxiety of disorder <laughs> because they're afraid of uh, being in situations that cause panic uh, or helplessness or embarrassment. Yeah, that's these guys. Uh, they're afraid to be embarrassed when somebody yells at them for singing a song at dinner. Um, no, but I, I really liked how talking about resetting at the beginning, like it starts the movie, it has like an initial scene that's opening, then it starts with him at the apartment. And then later on when it goes to him again, it's him at the apartment, but somebody lets the cat in. So is it a different day? It's gotta be a different day. Cause he keeps the cat in the house. Yes. That's the thing is this guy. It's, it's very thematic is because he is stuck he so is it a you think you see him as a as a at the beginning before you know him in the situation you see him get beat up but you see him play on stage you see him crashing on a couch you think oh maybe something happened after the fight that he had to go crash on a friend's couch um and then as the story keeps going you realize oh this guy's down on his luck and stuff like that so Okay, I don't understand anything anymore. Explain what is the big, what is okay chronologically. Mm-hmm. Does it start at the end of the movie? Where? No. Well, yes. So the the scene him playing gets punched out, and then and then he the, wakes up on the couch and lets the, so and he keeps no. the cat in. No, 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 no. So he wakes up on the couch. So that is the end of the movie. They're glim- giving you a glimpse of the f- end of the movie, and then him. Um, wait, 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 let me him waking up on the couch in the gore finds is the beginning of the movie. And then from there, all the way until the end of the movie is told in a straight line. So he, he does sleep on the gore finds couch twice at the first time. He lets the cat out the second time. He does not. I get it. <laughs> Okay, it's so it's not the first that time. Out of place. 
The first time it's it's just sitting that one on scene. the couch, which is placed in the movie in the way that the movie is presented. It's placed directly after it gets punched out, but and to make you think to make it's you think after it is, that, but it's, it's not, not actually. He's yes. just doing because that's just his life. He sleeps on that couch sometimes. Yes. Okay, I got you. He's homeless. Just, he's homeless. Okay. Just like somebody else I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, uh, really quick, the folk music in the sixties. I love that every once in a while I go back and listen to folksy music like that. Obviously you we like folksy music now. I do like folksy music now too, but I also like the stuff from the sixties. Alex is like a little hipster. <laughs> I just like good music. Well, uh, uh, I listen whatever. to Taylor Swift too. I'm not a freaking not snob. as much as me and Jake. I was gonna say I think it's yeah. You don't listen to Taylor Swift nearly as much as me or Kristen. <laughs> so you can't say I don't you listen like to her. music as much as you guys either. Because yeah. she was my top artist, and so I just don't listen to a lot of music. Well, that's depressing, and she'd be disappointed in you. She would be very disappointed. Uh, Alex. I I want to say that I don't know. Oh, excuse me. Um much i don't i don't think i can name like any like okay these are this is a folk artist that i like from the 60s or or anything like that the only folk artists i can think of really? that i like are yeah like i know bob like bob dylan and like i know the big one like i know a couple of big ones but other than that not really i couldn't name artists um and i would i would consider um frank turner I, like he's a folksy rock Kinda, yeah. type of guy and so i would consider him as probably my favorite folk singer if you will um mm-hmm. but other than that i don't know if i there's anybody that i really like you know james taylor who's yeah i mean there's simon and garfunkel, garfunkel? Yeah, yeah simon and garfunkel joni mitchell i know i know who simon garfunkel is crosby stills nash and young okay they sing so they sing that song that's in 500 days of summer right i don't remember i don't stills remember and nash? okay very well really but anyway Oh, that's a great movie. It's not one of my favorite movies. I don't really like it. If you had, it's because someone always says it reminds them of someone. So, well, that's a good movie. I don't movie. like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned earlier, Jacob, the cars. Uh, this is the fourth straight movie, also where I'm like, oh, these is that cars. band? The band, the cars? No, just the cars of the movie, man. Oh, okay. I was talking about I Lightning love Queen. Cars that are from like that age you know this is also the second movie Mama, i've picked just kill the man maybe the third <laughs> i can't remember what year hoosiers is set in but definitely 1964 this is the one is it <laughs> i don't know okay who cares <laughs> but american graffiti is also set in the early 60s so i really like this time period Wait, now i want to yeah. see <laughs> and i don't think i like this time period that much um like as we go back to these movies there's things about it that just like <clears throat> make me not love that time period. What time is Goodfellas set in? That goes across very several different periods. Yeah, several different decades. It, I think yeah. it starts in the sixties. Oh man! Yeah, because I remember they had that some movie's older based in nineteen. Our Hoosiers is based in nineteen fifty four. Ah, my mama uh, was born. born. Yeah. <laughs> so the cat escapes, you know, and so he's got. He's locked out of the apartment, too, so he takes the cat with him, and he goes and drops it off at an apartment. You don't know anything about it yet. But I want to touch on when he goes to his uh, record producer mm-hmm. slash Mel. agent, Mel. 
And you got Cincinnati? <laughs> yeah. He's 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 represented by a bum. Um and so he's gotten he's going nowhere, but I'm sure he's cheap. Mel's probably very cheap mm-hmm. to have, so but I love when Mel's like he's like, I don't even have a winter coat. And Mel's like, What? Take my coat. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, This is a bluff, Mel. Come on. And he's like, What? Get out of here. And he's like, Fine, I'll take this coat. And he's like, Wait, no, here's forty bucks. <laughs> yeah. I love that he calls his bluff. It's so funny. I was a little confused about this whole that whole thing. Um I put old as Mel uh, and I put uh <laughs> I put I feel like I feel like Mel like Mel and his secretary like they have very few clients and they kind of like they actually care about their clients but they don't they're not good agents and they're old no, and they're out yeah. of touch you know and that's what I felt like with it but I feel like they were yeah, caring they're people not, they're probably not like like you find out later they don't get Bud Grossman is record. Yeah, which you kind of knew so. when he was asking about sending it off, mm-hmm. and you you probably forgot about it, and you know, or he doesn't have connections anymore. Yeah, although he did mention Mel. Yeah, he did mention Mel. Bud Grossman so. did so. Interesting, um, but it definitely seems like he's they're old and they just don't know what forgot yeah. how to do their job or forget how to do everything. I don't know, but yeah. I thought that was funny. Uh, and then when Troy came in, because what's his face is trying to hop, he's. Uh, He's hop, he's couch surfing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's staying with what he, he goes to see if he can stay at Jim and Jean's house. Yeah, Jim and Jean's house, Jean, that's who it is. Uh, and Troy is staying there, right? Yeah, Troy, the army guy. This guy's great. He's just like he's a robotic, yeah, but he's just so polite and humble and just like optimistic. He's the, the exact world. opposite of what Lewin is, I feel like. Yes. And that's why he's successful. Yeah. And that's why Lewin cannot find success, honestly. As Lewin is res- resentful, he is, he's not fun. Like, you don't want to, I mean, nobody would want to go to a concert with this guy. Like, oh, I got to go watch this guy perform. It's Yeah. No, no good. Oh, also, um, I put a note in here in between um, the Mel scene and the cat getting out of the apartment. I put here, uh, they're playing the song, the Fairly Well song, and mm-hmm. I had to Shazam it because I thought it was Mumford and Sons. Well, it is Mumford oh, it and is? Oscar well, Isaac. Yep. Oscar, it's Mumford my, and Oscar Isaac. I was going to say, my thing just said it was Oscar Isaac when I Shazammed it. Nope. It's also uh, Mumford. Okay. Well, yep. I was, God, I knew I, my ear was right. Dang Marcus it. Mumford. And he also worked on the soundtrack with of this um that's cool. When so he plays the voice of his partner, but on the cover of the record that shows his old partner, um, Timlin and Davis, mm-hmm. um, it's a different person on the cover of the record. But it's, he's but the it's voice of it. His voice. Yep. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And he is a good harmony. I mean, because Oscar Isaac's such a, a low voice, and Mumford's very high, so it's a good harmony for sure. Yeah, I didn't catch that at first, but I, because I, I lit my note here is, man, this sounds so much like Mumford and Sons, it's insane. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's it is. Um, Jim and Jean too. What a folksy name! And then when I was reading in the trivia, there's actually a Jim and Jean folk oh. group too. Not not. I don't know if it was if they took these names from that or if they just thought of it themselves. Yeah, but. Very folksy. It's like Peter, Paul, and Mary, <laughs> Jim and yeah. Jean, and and when when JT showed up, I was I it I double took. You know, 
I was like, is that is that Justin Timberlake right now? Is he in this movie? Because I went yeah. in blind. I had no clue who was in this movie. And I was just like, holy cow. I had no idea. Well, and then Jean is Carrie Mulligan. And she's married to Marcus Mumford. Or oh, okay. was at the time, at least. I don't know if they still are. Yeah, I recognized her, but I couldn't place her in terms of anything that she's been in. But I knew I had seen her before. She's in The Great Gatsby. She's in... With the one with Leo? Yeah. I'm not sure what else she's in. I only saw that one time. I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't anything special. Um, the uh, Yeah, there's some actors that show up just for some short times in this movie. Yeah. Which I... I any movie... Not any movie, but movies that have these actors that have, like, name quality to them. And even if it's just in a short part, like, that adds some value. Mm-hmm. And then um, the uh, the whole – should we talk about the whole Gene slips Jim – or slips Lou in a note saying I'm pregnant? And then they go to talk about it, right? Okay. Is that – no, wait, or is that the next day that they do that? I don't know. I, I know that when they're singing, she, like, I don't know if she's, like, making eye contact with him a lot or what's happening, but. That was after she told him she's pregnant and they talked about it. When when they're singing? Yeah. Well, okay, let's back it up. So they do, they don't talk about it that night, I don't think, because then they go they see. They talk about it at the, at the park. Yeah, they go see Troy play, and then they he, um. He's like, oh, there! I've got somebody in the crowd I want to bring up. Oh yeah, and that's Lewin right. is like, oh, I don't even have my guitar. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's so, so selfish. full of himself. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. have that note here. He really uh, thinks he's a special performer, and he's good. But I mean, he's he's not putting himself, you know, above anyone else with his talent. Yeah, he's no JT. <laughs> I mean, JT doesn't put himself anywhere with his talent in the movie. Uh, I don't mean. I don't mean he as a, removed, an artist. <laughs> he removed the the from Facebook. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he brings up Jim and Gene, and they sing that song. And that um, I, I really like Troy Nelson's voice too. He plays that song solo too. Yeah, I like him. I like him overall uh, as a not as as a singer and like as the opposite kind of of Lewin. I liked I liked his part in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And I like that he was in the army, but he was like still doing his music. That was cool. And he's like, I can and he's, just... st- he's still anti-war and stuff. Yeah, he's like, I could just, I could just head on to the to the bricks tonight. I could just head on over now. Fort I Dix. On, I could yeah. sleep on the floor. <laughs> I didn't mean to wake anybody. I was trying to be quiet. He's like, I don't, early. I don't play with the war, the tools of war, um, and stuff like that. He's like, he likes the discipline of the army, but he doesn't yeah. like the the fighting, the killing. And then uh, my next quote, I have in my notes, and I might be jumping ahead somewhere. I'm not 100% sure. But my next note is Elvis with two question marks. What oh, year yeah. is this? <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, I have not my- met Private Presley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you're really lost. Then. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on with this? Yeah, I was not. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing in this movie screams current times, though, so. Well, I'll tell you what, his attire, uh, I felt like... I mean, I guess hipstery in this. Yeah, he, he he seemed to be of our time, and then everything else seemed to be out of time, and it was very strange, especially when he's, like, he's talking to his mom. Him walking with just a white t-shirt and boxers, too, 
in a pretty nice swanky apartment. <laughs> yeah. That kind of does throw it off a bit. And like the only time when I first and another time when I was really like, OK, this is definitely like a different time is when he's talking to his mom and his mom's got like the house that they're in. His sister. His sister. Yeah. Sorry, his sister. Because she wants to go him to go see his dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that that whole uh, vibe of that house is very retro. And uh, I was like, and then the car steering wheel was one thing that held me up. But there was not a ton of this movie where I was like, because the bars seem like bars and like venues seem like venues. <laughs> like, it, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's very hipstery to look like that now, <laughs> or at least in the early 2010s. Yeah. You should walk around in a condom because of your shit. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk they... about the. Let's talk about their stuff. Yeah, I got heavy fast. Is what I wrote down. Um, in my notes, she's there. she blames him a hundred percent. He even brings she's up she's pregnant. And yeah, he even's like, you know, have you ever heard it takes two to tango? And she's like, fuck you. Like she wants to take no ownership of this problem. I think she's trash. <laughs> Well, I mean, she is. You too. You find out later too that she slept with the everybody. Yeah, like she's owner. sleeping yeah. around on whatever his name is. Jim. Jim. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna? And she's like, I want to have his baby. La la. And it's like, well, then don't sleep with other guys. She's God. like, she's like, I have to get rid of this. What like this thing? Because it. What did she say? She says, I could. It could be a perfectly good be baby. You. But yeah. I have to get rid of this because it could be. Uh, Yours, oh, yours, and like basically, she says like it could be a waste of. Essentially, yeah, I don't want to bring says. that into yeah. this world. Yeah, and she's like, if you ever do this again with another woman, which as a gift to humanity you shouldn't, make sure you wear a condom on condom and tape that shit with electrical tape. <laughs> yeah, it's like man, and I mean, Lewin is very, they're very similar to each other in their thoughts of themselves. And how they view themselves. And so it makes sense that they slept together and stuff. Yeah. I uh, I was definitely thinking that as this movie was going that they were leading to something with that maybe, you know? And like a story around. And here's another thing. And this is something that drags it down a little bit for me. Is, uh, you know, he he... She's asking, how do you know what, like... It has to be a real doctor. He's like, I know a real doctor because he's had a deal with it before. And then mm-hmm. later on, we find out because he goes to the doctor to pay for it and uh, pay for the abortion. And he finds out that the previous girl never got an abortion. And we have no follow up or anything about that ever. And yeah, we do. Do we? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I missed it. Okay. So um, we can jump ahead a little bit because I. I mean, I don't think we need to go beat by beat with this movie. But obviously I want to touch on any notes we want to talk about. But I'll jump ahead. So he goes to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then on his way back, he hitches a ride at that guy. And the guy's like, hey, if you can drive. Yeah, the guy who falls asleep. He's sleeping. Go mm-hmm. to New York. Yep. And he, um, as they're driving, he sees that they're about to pass Akron. Akron, And yeah. that's where the girl is at. Oh, is the, it? At the baby. I thought, uh-huh. Here's what I thought. I thought... He was so fucking tired. He's like, ooh, this is going to be my last stop. This is going to be a stop. I should stop here before I fall asleep oh, and kill no, ourselves. Oh, no, that's where she lives. Because when he talks to the doctor, um, he mentions, oh, yeah, that's where his par- her parents lived. She moved back there with the kid. The kid's two years old. 
And so he just, he's driving past Akron. He sees the city in the distance. And then you see it go past the exit, and he doesn't stop. Okay. And I so did not there is follow up. That. He purposely chooses not to pursue that. Well, kind of like how he purposely leaves that cat inside the car. Mm-hmm. He's a piece he, of shit. If he can fix something, like an abortion, if he can fix something immediately, he will do that. But if he has to have ownership over the future, he has no he has no responsibility for himself. Man. Yeah, okay. he's a he, I mean he's not a a good guy. He's he's not. And then this the next thing I have is about uh in my notes is about the Adam when Adam Driver comes and they're doing that song. So well before that he goes when he goes to see his sister um that box and he's like oh, I'll just leave it on the curb and then that comes back to bite him. <laughs> <laughs> see yeah I missed that too. I didn't catch that. You I mean there's stuff I didn't notice that at the the first time I watched it either with the bo- the whole significance of that. Um but yeah, it comes back cuz that's the box that has his papers in it that he wants to use later. Yeah. His stuff to get into the Navy or something? The Merchant Marines. So it's it's like a... I mean, it's a private contractor operation that is going overseas and stuff. Okay, yeah. I, I wrote down later when, when the the whole ship out scene, I wrote, someone has got to explain what's going on because I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, let me Google that a little bit. Um, Kristen, did you have any notes around or before this? I know. Um, I know you had some stuff about the gene and him. I mean, stuff, I, just, I know you wrote that. Down. I don't know. <laughs> it made me mad that she wasn't like taking any responsibility for it. Like, it was annoying. Like, I don't know. Like, she just thought that since Lewin's life was all messy, that it was completely his fault and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you slept with him, so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it's not good planning on your part either. Yeah, I, yeah, one of the things was like when she was like, "You know, a doctor," and then you're gonna pay for it. You're gonna like everything's on him with with that whole thing when she's questioning him. And I which, think the significance yeah. of her too is to kind of, um, a, as a viewer, it it really lowers you into how you view Lewin because then you kind of have some more sympathy for him because of that, and it. It, it doesn't just put you in like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. Like it, it kind of helps you feel more empathy for him before it kind of gives you more things about that, about him. You know what it kind of reminds me of too? Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of what you think, you know, people that got pregnant in the 60s that weren't married and stuff. Yeah. It's like the opposite. Like the guy was usually like, oh, you're going to get an abortion, right? Like... For you sure. Know, and you're gonna pay with you're gonna pay for it because it's not my responsibility, it's your responsibility. Like it's kinda like reverse sexism. Yeah. Oh another thing I, I wrote down that. here, uh, during that whole thing was well, because I was confused about what year it was. I was like, wait, what are the <laughs> what are the laws going on right now? <laughs> oh my god. No one's in no bad an eye. Is there a time that you're like, oh, this is like the 60s, or did that never happen? <laughs> I wrote down, hey, it's Bob Dylan. So that kind of <laughs> gave me a time frame. Movie. <laughs> yeah, there's no point in here where I wrote down like, oh, I understand what time zone it is or, you know. 
<laughs> I mean, he's on the payphone at one point. Or multiple he's on points. the payphone, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that could be 90s. <laughs> That's funny. No, I got no. When Elvis was mentioned, I was like, "Okay, what years is this? Got to be fucking old as hell." You know, I understood yeah. that it was not recent, but you didn't know how I didn't. I didn't know what. I, and, and even now, when I'm thinking about it, I know it's in the '60s. I could not tell you what the abortion laws were in 1961. You know, after um, all that stuff. I mean, they go to the Columbia Records because he's like finds out. Oh, Jim's got something for him there. Um, so how about the Please Mr. Kennedy song, JT, Adam Driver? Um, I've already talked about how much I love this scene, so what do you guys feel about it? I was shocked when Adam Driver, when I, when I realized it was Adam Driver. And then uh, I really enjoyed the song. I mean, this is before he was really much of anything, too, so. Yeah. And I, you know, I haven't seen Star Wars, and I'm not a fan of, like, uh, what what is he in that he's a big part of? Star Wars, I know, but um, isn't there a girls? Girls. I mean, isn't there a certain Star Wars movie that he's a big part of? The new trilogy. Oh, is it the whole thing? Okay, see, that's uh-huh. how little I know. I thought it was just one movie <laughs> that he was a big part Boo. of. Uh, Oscar anyway. Isaac is in the new trilogy too. Oh yeah, he is in it too. <laughs> is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, uh, Justin Timberlake's in it too. <laughs> no, well, <he's> <laughs> sounds like cor- sounds like these. Uh, since these corporations have got some contracts going on, and they need to fulfill <laughs> the contract. They're like CBS Films and Star Wars, baby. We need to get the contracts going. Oh, uh, speaking of CBS Films, uh, he looks so much like the the, the cowboy from Big Brother. Uh, oh, Adam kind Driver of, does yeah. In this. Oh my God, he does. Was, That's so funny. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, and I really, I I like the song. You know, the it reminds me a lot of. Um, what God? What is that song? David Bowie sings that song. Um, the spaceman. The song? spaceman. It reminds me of that a lot. Um, but I don't know anything about this. You said it's taken from a lot of stuff. Is that what you said? Yeah, there's a an old folk song that's like, "Please, Mister Custer, General Custer, something like that," and it's about not wanting to fight in the battle, the battle of Little Bighorn. Big yeah, okay. And so it kind of all borrows from this there's a song actually called please mr kennedy i don't know if it's the same story but from the 60s too and so i mean the song's about a spaceman who doesn't want to be a spaceman (laughs) and go to outer space mr kennedy and it's it is funny too like i mean kennedy was seen as this liberal hero and stuff and like the folk singers are still singing against kennedy too so kennedy Hey, Kristen, what about for I, you? Oh, do you guys want to do you guys want to go to uh, go to Texas and see if you know Kennedy's going to show back up? Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's. Me and Kristen, me and Kristen drove past the Kennedy stuff. There, did we stop? I feel like we. I think we stopped. We stopped and went there. We stopped at the mom- the, memorial. the Kennedy Memorial. Yeah, oh, that's cool. When we were in Dallas. I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I've been to Dallas. Have I been? No, I've been to Austin, and I think I might have drove past Dallas, but I don't think I stopped. Mm. Um, what's your feeling on the song, the actors, the stuff in this part? 
Well, I think a cowboy Adam Driver is very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like Justin Timberlake, so he can you, just you, go away. You don't like him because of the Super Bowl with Janet Jackson, right? Yes. Oh, man, I don't I don't like that, that he didn't suffer any re- repercussions and Janet Jackson's career was basically ended because of it. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. It's dumb. It's sexist and it's stupid. And I think he's annoying, anyways. So, oh really? I don't, I don't like. I don't like I don't, his acting. I mean, I don't. Anything. I'm not a fan. I would wouldn't say, but I don't mind him. Plus, he's a, a part of NSYNC. NSYNC sucks. And Backstreet Boys <laughs> rule. <laughs> I uh, I don't have a huge like NSYNC or anything like that. Like history with Justin Timberlake, but I do like Justin Timberlake, and I think he's really funny. Uh, more he's, so than he is music. really good with SNL. Yeah, like stuff, SNL but... and Jimmy Fallon. Like that stuff cracks me. I feel up. like he's another Jimmy Fallon. Like he's. I don't think he's special. I think he's just another Jimmy Fallon. See, I think he's similar to Jimmy Fallon, but I th- I would say he's way more musically talented than Jimmy Fallon is. Oh, for sure. And Jimmy Fallon's way more funny than Timberlake is. But I think for they sure. are a good duo together. And those like camp, like for those sure. camp, like little scenes, those are so funny that they do where they like play little kids in camp. Um, but I I like the uh, bring it on down to um bring it on down to what is it? <laughs> I don't know that one. He's dressed uh Justin Timberlake's dressed up in the like a big cell phone or something. He's like bring it on down to damn it. I got no clue. Vamp for me. I'm going to figure it out. Hey, this is uh Anyways, Jacob from all It's, it's sexist that he didn't suffer any repercussions because of what happened at the Super Bowl with him and Janet Jackson. Hey. And it's stupid and lame and dumb and I hate it. That is very stupid and dumb and lame and you should hate it. But men are dumb. How about how about we how about <laughs> Bring we Bring it get, on down to Plasticville. <laughs> all right, that's it. Okay, how about <laughs> It was worth it. It was worth it. How about for the next Super Bowl, we get Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake to perform again instead of everybody who is. And Janet Jackson kicks him in the nuts. No, I was gonna say she just she shows his dick, you know. (laughs) And he gets canceled. And he gets canceled. God. Um, I don't think so. She's been like blacklisted. Like to be honest, with like NBC and entertainment. Are you talking about? Are you talking about that show Blacklist that was on NBC? No, that has a Robert California in it. Yeah, it's great. I, <laughs> the, I was talking the about lizard, that today. The effing lizard king. <laughs> you don't even know my real name. <laughs> uh, the best uh, character in that show is uh, Huck. So I like Hook in AEW. Um, so Al Cody, the Adam Driver, his I whole like Cody stuff Rhodes. too okay, is really funny. Ahead. He's just like, uh oh, outer. Space. Space. Yeah. It's <laughs> so good. And then the the song is funny. Um and then he writes off uh Oscar Isaac. Uh Lewin Davis is like, I need paid now. He writes off any rights he has to royalties, royalties to get and here's here's my thing is I wrote a note that like this is like so foreshadowing. Like this is leading to something and it doesn't lead to anything. And that's that's the thing is this this whole movie it is just about the last um gasp of Lewin Davis. Like I really think the the performance we see him do at the end at the gaslight, I I really believe that's his last probably show he plays ever. 
I mean, maybe he comes back later in life and play tries to play again at a. He's like, hey, could I play? But I do think this is his last like try to be a folk singer as here's, his career. Here's what I think happens: is I think that fucking song blows up, right? And he's pissed. Please, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, please, Mr. Kennedy. Like in some kind of way, you know, maybe not like. like oh, they they foreshadow it. Yeah, it's, good, it's a hit. And yeah. he ends up like hating the fact that he's regretting it and so much, and trying to be like trying to cash in on the fact that he was part of it, and can't succeed with part of it. And part of me was hoping, and I wrote this down. And I didn't want to say it because it's depressing, but I wrote down that. Uh, part of me hopes this ends with like a suicide um because i was kind of hoping it was gonna go with I mean, this whole arc of, of his well i know and that's partner. why it kind of would have been like a full circle type of thing you know because it was like okay his buddy killed himself he could never make it without his buddy he had this chance to create this other duo with harmonies which they were leading to but he didn't do the royalty so he gets no money oh, from yeah, the, it so i mean he could have been peter with peter paul and mary is pretty yeah. much what they were and so he regret, you know, regrets it, and it leads to, you know, and I thought it was going to be this poetic thing about, you know, you're putting yourself not before, you know, other, and it ended up not being really much of any kind of, so I felt a little where I felt like they could have hit a really hard theme and point and story and like less, See, I, I, I don't think know. The, I think, um, I think the theme is is really good and what it is is this is a self-destructive person but not so much so that it ruins his life it just he can't he can't bring himself to find success because he he sees himself as the best person ever he wants to be a lead person he wants to be the star he doesn't want to settle for less but at the same time he doesn't want to put in the the work besides show up where somebody calls him and tells him to come here or oh uh, let me let me just go up to Gro- bud grossman and see if i can get a get him to do something for me which i mean that's pretty i mean that's probably his ballsiest thing he does yeah. ever in his whole career at, at this which you know if he had put himself in he probably could have done something um which yeah. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, and hopefully I don't forget my line of thinking will get to the end, because there's, uh, there's some more I kind of want to talk about if we okay. can try to think about it. Well, I wanted to talk about, he, as they're wrapping up and he's signing the contract to get his 200 bucks, he's like, hey, Al, <laughs> you, got a, uh, you got a couch? <laughs> and he goes to crash on yeah. Adam Driver's couch. How long have you staying here? Just a couple of days. Well, he doesn't even say that. He's... He waits for Al to tell him how long he's got to stay oh, yeah. there. Well, he's a and professional then couch surfer. He's got it. He brings his box of records, and then he finds Al has a box of records. I mean, there it's a vicious cycle for all these artists. Yeah. And then uh, I, put, I put down here. Uh, next thing I have is about the dinner scene. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And man, this is intense. I mean, <laughs> well, there's also the part where he finds out about Diane, who, the girl who didn't have the abortion before that. Yeah. But I feel like we've touched on that we already. We talked about that. 
Yeah, the Gorfine dinner scene. So he goes back to the Gorfines. He f- he thinks he has a he found the cat, but it's mm-hmm. a different cat. We find out. <laughs> well, yeah, which is surprising. And so you you told you said earlier that the cat is like the basic thorough point for the story. Uh huh. The through line. I, yeah. I literally did not write a single thing about the that cat. I didn't write a single note about it. Well, him. there's the whole point when he finds out the cat's name. Do you remember what the cat's Ulysses, name is? Ulysses, right? Yes, which is the Roman name of Odysseus, which the cat really went on his own odyssey then, um, you know, to get back to the Gorfines. Gorf, and it's interesting because, oh, brother, where art thou? That whole movie is like a an adaptation of the odyssey. So... It's cool. it's really funny how they tie all that together. I've all, I only read Odysseus or the Odyssey once, rather, and I don't remember anything. But I think there's a Cyclops in that book. Yeah, there is. I I read like a I mean a school version of it, and then I read a school version of it that was called Ulysses too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one thing I read about the Coens is they were asked if they read the Odyssey. And they both have said no, they have it. Oh, um, wow. One of them even said that they have a copy of it on their nightstand, and they look at it sometimes, and then they're just like, "Ugh, I don't want to read that." That's funny. But I mean, it's such a good like idea of a story. I mean, somebody going on a journey where they have to deal with all these different things. It's like a video game in a way. Kind of. Kristen, did you have anything about the dinner party scene? Um, when he is meeting that couple and he's like green funk. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They combine their last name. <laughs> he's like serious, like green funk. <laughs> That's not a good name. But uh, you start, they make him play a song. He, re- they really do treat him as like a, a parlor trick. Well, I think, and I enjoyed them as characters. I felt like they were genuine characters who it like, I mean, I they don't seem to I, care about him and giving him nice food. They're giving him a place to sleep. It's the least he could do to play a song for them. Yeah. But of course, he sees himself as the victim. In yeah. This. I thought they just wanted to appreciate what he does really well and what he enjoys and what he loves. And they, yeah, that, that too. That too. I mean, I get his. He doesn't want to be. I mean, it's the whole tell us a joke. Say something funny kind of stuff with a comedian. I, yeah. But at the same time you're getting something out of it. You're getting dinner. You're getting a place to stay. Like it, it really is the least he could do. Yeah. I never really understood that. Like if that's something that you're known for and you're good at and like you love doing, what's the problem in a way? Yeah. And in a way you're getting compensated compensated. in some way. Then what's the, what's the problem? And then, um, he freaks out on, the wife and then the wife finds the cat and he's like where is it scrotum lewin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not our cat <laughs> that's pretty funny and like uh i think it's I, when he finds the cat initially because it excuse about the fire escape because it's in uh what's her faces jim and gene or whatever her name is uh their apartment and then he finds a random like this cat that's just uh all of a sudden not the right cat which did he did I have a caller what I, I felt like one had a caller and one did not. Was he just not paying any attention? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Interesting. I don't have a lot to go off of. Honestly, I was <laughs> I was really just watching the movie. A lot of my notes are just randomly like like whenever the cat shows up again, I'm like, Kitty 
<laughs> like I'm Boo off of Monsters Inc. or something. You gotta you gotta start uh, figuring out what kind of notes do you want to take. I know I don't know how to take notes. I don't because like I didn't even finish. I got to. Oh no, Kitty. So I'm guessing that's when he gets hit. <laughs> Does he get? It doesn't get hit, right? Well, an animal gets hit. You, yeah, it I don't doesn't. Know if it's the kitty, it doesn't but... tell you if it's the cat or something else. Yeah. But in, I thought it was the cat, so I was like, "Oh no, kitty!" The next note that I have is Roland Turner. Yeah, let's. So he is that John ride Candy? With, oh, not John huh? Candy. Oh my God, what's his name? John Goodman. John Goodman. Jesus Christ. He hitches a ride with these guys. That Al Cody says, "Hey, they're we're gonna take the car to Chicago if you want to go and pay for gas." Um, and so he goes, you don't know why he's hitching a ride with them really yet. Yeah. I didn't get how he had money to pay for gas. I mean, he has that $200 cause he didn't have to pay for the abortion. But what is he, is he going to play on stage with them or is he no, just going? To you go? don't know. He's, he's going to see Bud Grossman is why. I mean, you find out, but you don't know. Oh, okay. See, cause that's... when he stop when he gets to Chicago and he stops at that restaurant, he goes to the phone book and looks up the address to yeah. that venue for that gross bud gross yeah he gets at. picked up and it's like in a daze he doesn't really know what's going on right he's... and you also think because this comes after the part where he finds out the girl's in akron you think oh maybe he's trying to go to akron but he's not man i did not catch that at all maybe it's my pausing that i missed that whole the thing yeah i mean it's like you're hoping like oh this guy's gonna take some ownership besides just an abortion <laughs> and yeah nope. Yeah, see, I miss that entire that optimism in this character. <laughs> um, but yeah, John Goodman. How about him? Yeah, this cast is blowing my mind. It was my note here. Well, I, I mean, John Goodman and shocked. Coen Brothers, they go hand in hand. He's in so many of their movies. Have you guys seen, um, what's that? Uh, fuck. Uh, Cloverfield Lane. Oh, no, I have not seen that. Kristen, you, have? you haven't That's seen like that. Twenty nine Cloverfield or something ten Cloverfield like that. Lane. Ten yeah, Cloverfield. I've seen it. When did you watch that? <laughs> I have a life outside of you. You LA. don't watch okay. scary movies though. It's not scary. Why, it's not that scary. Why would you watch a scary movie without me? That is that hurts my feelings. I watched that movie and I don't like scary movies. It's not scary. It's not that scary. It's just weird. Yeah, it's weird. I watched it because it's like an alien movie. Aw, oh, that hurts my feelings. It's not that good. Yeah, it was all right. It's not bad. Well, that's neither I mean, here nor not there. Good. Because <laughs> you didn't know that when you watched it. Well, now you do. You're <gasps> welcome. We saved you. Yeah. You had this entire time. Saved you. Hey. I mean, I, I don't care about watching it. I'm just like, she would watch a scary movie without me. <laughs> oh, you're feeling, because oh, life's all about you. I got you. Well, no, because I want to watch scary movies and she never does and the fact that she would go out of her way to watch one without me yeah i understand it's like you watching a romantic comedy without her yeah i know that'd be sad <laughs> alex is over here watching the ugly truth and kristen's like what is happening the ugly truth is the one romantic comedy you think of it's the only romantic comedy i think of oh my god um yeah, John Goodman's character. I love when he's like, uh, he asks about. I can't remember what he asks about. He's like, "Are you? Oh, you're gonna bring your guitar to play it or something?" And he's like, "No, I just brought it with me or something." He's like, "Oh, so I don't plan to use it." And he's like, "Oh, so did you bring your dick along too?" <laughs> <laughs> I 
I like he's also a, he's a douche <laughs> when he's like he's like uh, in the back seat, like you know, with his cane and shit, and then Carrara's back there, and like wakes up, he's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> or whatever he says. Yeah, because it's like banging around in it and about everything. the cat. <laughs> oh yeah, and the cat too. He's like, yeah, "Is he, this your little he, side he, puppet?" <laughs> he asks if he's a solo artist. And he talks about being a partner, and he's like, "Oh, okay. So what happened to him?" And you find find out that is. His partner killed himself by jumping off the George Washington Bridge. Yeah. And he's like, the George Washington Bridge? Who does that? You jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. Judging judging his suicide attempt. Or not yeah. attempt. It was successful. His suicide. Um, what did you have about Roland Turner, Kristen? Um, I just wrote down Roland sure Turner. You, you come up to the mic. Oh. <laughs> I just wrote down his name. I said Roland Turner. <laughs> uh, did you have any thoughts about him? <laughs> I mean, he was a douche. I get it. He also, uh, John Goodman plays a douche in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, interesting. Yeah, he does. Uh, he probably plays a douche in a lot I of I mean, Raising Arizona, he's, he's the bad guy. He's kind of douchey in Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's, but yeah, I like him I like John douche. Goodman. He's a good actor. I like him. Yeah, I agree. But Roland Turner is a douche, then. <laughs> I mean, he's he just stays fucked up on heroin, too. Well, wouldn't you if That's you right. were addicted to heroin? Yeah. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> I wrote down, did he die? In no, he, I mean, he's still alive. He probably overdosed, but I don't think he's dead. I was confused especially when they left him like when they left him there you know yeah but also what when they I stop was in the confused bathroom about was when i was co- what i was confused about was that cop just took johnny away. <laughs> yeah i didn't get that at all <laughs> yeah He's like, which johnny is his valet i don't know if we johnny five yet. yeah johnny five johnny number five <laughs> that's what i thought of too i didn't i was thinking of uh, johnny bravo the whole time Johnny Bravo. Uh, but when hey, he, baby. <laughs> I did not get why he got arrested. Because he was uh, being resistive and stuff. I don't think he was being resistive. I thought I thought just the cop no, was No, he was being trying to fight him. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people was don't he? think they're resistive. Yeah, and they he get was like, don't arrested. touch me. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just, uh, as soon as he, like, he would come up on while I was sleeping, which if you're falling asleep on the road, you should pull over and fall How asleep. How about that? too i mean they're like oh we're about three hours outside of chicago and he pulls over to rest too i mean i get it. you gotta rest when you gotta rest but yeah you think he'd be like hey we're almost there can you drive yeah three hours is a long way i know that's from uh here to salt lake here to boise (laughs) um when they before they start driving again, they stop at that restaurant where Roland Turner, like you f- see him, like pretty much overdosing. Um, he's uh, Lewin Davis is sitting in the bathroom, and he sees that graffiti that says "What are you doing?" and the "doing" is underlined. Mm. And I feel like that's such a great um, comment on the character. I uh, I don't think I am as egotistical or anything as this Lewin Davis character, and. Maybe it is because I'm self-centered. I'm trying to put myself in the position of him, trying to relate to this character, whatever it is. But I feel a lot of the time where it's like, what are you doing? You know, 
every day is kind of the same. You are just kind of living every day in a cycle type of shit, which, you know, his whole thing is that whole movie is that, essentially. So, I don't know. This kind of uh, uh, is is kind of hitting, hitting a little hard when we start thinking about it for real. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, that's his whole thing is he doesn't want to just be the career person. He doesn't want to go join the Merchant Marines like his dad did. He even though he's done it before. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, they, uh, Johnny five gets arrested, uh, Roland Turner's passed out in the back seat, and the keys are with Ro- Johnny five. So Lewin hitchhikes and he, he gets to the bus stop and he st- well, walks in that snow and ice. Do you I, have wrote, else? I wrote down here. Wait a minute. Did he just leave the cat to die? Oh yeah. Cause I felt like I, I thought, I thought that what's his name had some kind of seizure and died. And he was in the car because they didn't want him to be found for, you know, whatever reason. And then I thought, okay, dude's arrested. He's got the key. He can't move. He's going to leave. He made the choice while he's looking at the while he's looking at the cat to leave the cat. He's like, okay, I'm just going to leave you instead of taking you with you and attempting to take care of you. Right? He made that choice. I'm going to leave you to die um, type of thing. Yeah. And at that point, my stomach dropped. Like, I felt some kind of pain, and it hurt, and it sucked. And, uh, I don't know. It just made me... Any kind of retribution this character could have had, I, I lost it at that point, you know? Not that, well, he, not mean, that he does, but... I think it's a good, um, like, call-out for him, because he is somebody who... He'll take the responsibility as long as it's not going to be too difficult for him. But once he's like, okay, you have to hitchhike with a cat, he's like, um, that's, I'm not going to do that. He kind of already was, it felt like, but maybe he wasn't hitchhiking. He had gotten a ride. I don't know. He was taking care of the cat because he was responsible for the cat, but it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, it was encumbersome for him, but that was it. Yeah, and this cat never ate the entire time. <laughs> I mean, he might have ate in the restaurant, uh, or from the he might have ate food from the restaurant. But yeah, you, you don't it, see that. It was slurping milk at one point, which I wrote a note of because I was like, "Man, I'm pretty sure milk is bad for cats." So. Yeah, didn't you say something? That's about what that, I said. Kristen? Yeah, I said that. I was like, "You're not supposed to do that." Like, <laughs> yeah. it like messes with their like uh, digestive system or whatever. So no good on that part, and then uh, I had that's all I had on th- his character and the cat. Um, I rewound and had to figure out what was happening a couple of times after the hitchhiker thing, you know, because he gets into the car with a guy who's going to New York, and you guys well, sleep. Well, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa! Don't go to that yet. Is that not so where I mean, we're at? No. So he goes to Chicago. He goes to the bus stop, and he gets his socks and shoes wet. Which I think is just like another sign, like here's some more inconvenience for you. Um, and then he goes to that gate of horn with Bud Grossman. Oh yeah, okay. And um, he convinces Bud Grossman to hear him out, and I was like, okay, this is your last real shot at at this. I and like plays. I like that uh, the Gross- Grossman made him play live. Is there just mm-hmm. listen to the record? I know he's like, play me something from 
inside Lewin Davis. Yeah. <laughs> I was and like, he said the title. He said the title. When they show the cover of the record, that's the only time the title of the film is shown in the movie. It's not shown in the opening credits or the end credits at all. Oh, wow. Hmm. But he plays that. Uh, so he plays for Bud Grossman. He plays that song, The Death of Queen Jane. What did you guys think of that song? Well, it's about Jane Seymour and Henry VIII. Yeah. I liked it. I uh, I enjoyed, like, and that's the thing about folk music is, like, it's storytelling, you know, which mm-hmm. I just love lyrics that tell a story. And yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I got a little emotional, to be honest with you. When I was listening to it, I was like, I don't think he needs har- a harmony. I think he's got it. <laughs> well, he plays like the whole last two lines a cappella too. Yeah, and it's good. Kristen, what did you think of this song? I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. What did you think of his choice to play that song? Um, I mean, I wouldn't have played that song. I always have a hard time know. with music choice because I'm like, ooh. Maybe something upbeat, but it's also like, okay, it's folk music, so deeper meaning, maybe that will have, I don't know. Live shows are so interesting because they can have such a high point with, like, a jump music. But also, if you can get an audience to feel something, that's that's a moment, you know? Yeah. I don't think, I think, like, the same thing, he's like, after he's done playing, he's like, I don't see a lot of money here. Like, I don't think that was the song to impress. Yeah. Somebody you want to perform live at his venue. You want to manage you. Yeah. It's and a I good think song. it's very, it's very indicative of Lewin Davis. Like he sees that he's like, okay, this is the song where I get to sing acapella. This is a song, but it's, it's not the song to play. And it's an amazing song. I didn't think about the acapella part about it, about like kind of, I can hold this own. And then later on when they have the three, uh, not the three, but the band with the turtlenecks or the sweaters, they're acapella. Yeah. But they yeah. have so many people. And then Grossman offers him, he's like, you know, I'm putting together a trio. Do you want to sing? If you can stay out of the sunlight and trim up your beard to go tea. He's like, you can sing harmonies and we we could really use you. And he's like, no, I don't want to do it. And it's like, well, how selfish could this guy be? He's... yeah. He wants to be. You know, um, be all. in the trivia, I read that Bob Grossman was based on a real guy who was managing the. What's that thing called? The something of horn. The, the gate, gate of, of horn. horn. And he founded uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Oh, wow. And that's what he was talking about with, like, the other girl and the guy and clean shaven and stuff. It's yeah. Because he was talking about Peter, Paul, and Mary. Ah, that's a cool trivia fact. See, this is cool how it, like, ties in real, like, folk history and stuff into this fictional universe where it makes you feel like Lewin Davis is a real person who could have lived and, you know, that's that's cool storytelling. So he doesn't get his shot the way he wants it to be, and he decides to leave. And that's when he hitchhikes with the guy, and he's driving at night and drives past Akron. And then he hits that animal. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, this guy's not wearing a seatbelt. Did this motherfucker die the as 60s. well? <laughs> as, like, he had to hit the dish- dashboard. Yeah, I don't think he died. 
I feel like that would have been an element of the story. It would have been, um, but it also kind of seemed like that was like a dream scenario to me. Like so he when, goes out there and he's kind of like, huh? Yeah. So when this scene happened, I remember I I've, I said out loud to Kristen, I was like, I don't understand the th- importance of it. Like, what is this the- scene trying to tell us? Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a reason they put this in. Um, do you remember what you I said, think there is a, <laughs> I think there is a reason. Like, because the cat is the whole point of the plot. Because the Coen brothers said there wasn't a plot. So they put the cat in there as the plot. Like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the cat, that whole scene, because there's got to be, there's a reason for it, but I, I just can't figure it out. So I have a, a theory on it. Um, but I remember when I said that. Do you remember what you said, Kristen? No. <laughs> you were like, I don't understand anything in this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought I started to think about it as the movie went on. And I think it's, it's um, just a metaphor for Lewin. It's like, the animal was wasn't dead, but you see it walking and it's very hobbled. And um, I feel like he's responsible for hobbling himself, and I think that's the the mm. metaphor for it. I thought it was a PSA. <laughs> <laughs> don't but yeah, hit he, cats with cars. Or don't drive tired. No, I don't. Don't care drive yeah. He gets home. Um, stays at his sister and he decides he's going to go join the Merchant Marines, but his, his stuff he needs has um, been thrown out and he's already paid the dues, the union dues to get back in. And he can't That's get dumb. They wouldn't give him a receipt They're or his receipt, refund. Yeah. That's stupid. Don't get I mean, back it makes sense. You owe he, it. he owed it for his previous. Dumb. Well, and are you the son of Hugh Davis? <laughs> yeah. Was that? So I wrote down, wait, that is his dad? Yeah, the, Hugh Davis is his dad because his dad was a merchant marine. Okay, see, I did not. I thought that was like, I thought, here's what I thought happened. Jake just didn't watch the movie. I watched the movie. <laughs> here's what I thought happened. I thought he said, I thought he was like, oh, is Hugh Davis your dad? And he's like, sarcastically, like, yeah, that is my dad. And then he's like, oh, okay, well, he's right. He, like, he here he is, you know, he, come visit him. And so he like, because they go to some oh, building. No. And so he's like, okay. He talks about, you should go see dad. And then the whole thing about selling the house is like to help pay for dad's, him, his stay at the home. Okay. Well, I did not get that portion. <laughs> but yeah, probably because you're watching this movie over nine hours. <laughs> and then his, he sang his dad this song. And his dad shit himself during the song that he sang him. That sucks. Well, I mean, this, the dad found the song relaxing, too, I think. But also, he's not aware enough, you know. His dad is pretty far gone. Ugh, that scares me about getting old. About our parents like... getting old, too. Did that guy look like a dad to you at all? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. And then, yeah, I mean... um. So then he goes, he needs to make money. So he decides to go play at the gaslight after all. But I mean, before he does that, he goes there to en- ends up drinking because he's all feeling yeah. sorry for himself. And the first group, the acapella group, I, I commented, <laughs> uh, these guys must like knives out because <laughs> they all have that sweater on like Chris Evans wears <laughs> knives out. 
Hey, Justin Gordon-Levitt's also a Knives Out. Is he? Oh, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> I have one quick quote right before that scene, yeah. if you don't mind. Um, when he's talking to, uh, he goes to drop his shit off at Gene's uh, ap- apartment, and he says, he says, uh, I've been really tired or something of that nature. And then he says, yeah, uh, I thought point. I needed, an, I thought I needed a night's sleep, but it's more than that. And um, that's just a, uh, I totally like that's such a vibe, and I I totally get that where it's just like, you know, it's more than just I'm tired, like. I'm freaking tired, dude. You know. Yeah, Kristen, what do you think about that? Yeah, that I think that cut deep. It's just like he's just tired of trying to just make it as like a singer, songwriter, folksy singer. Like he's tired of it. And I think Gene, like, saw it, too, in him when he was talking about it. And, I mean, Gene, as much of a bitch as she was to him, I mean, she still cares about him. Yeah. And you see that because she got him a a night at the gaslight. By cheating on Jim again. I mean, you don't know if it was then that she slept with him. But, yeah. It might have been, been, though, just for funsies. But how about, so you got those acapella guys, and then you have that girl growing up, Eleonora. Man, poor Ele- I wrote poor Eleonora in my notes. Her, on, her harpsichord? I know. Wait, is that what it's called? I don't know. Something. Is that what it's called? But she's I don't just, know if uh, that's what it's called. She's, she's just a lover of music, really, and she's out of her element in New York City. Yeah. And, of course, she gets a terrible night. Oh, no, Lewandis. it's not a harpsichord. <laughs> She gets Lewin Davis being a complete dick. Yeah, that's awful. And, like, uh, she reminds me of mom. Yeah, I can see that. <sighs> Fuck you, Lewin Davis. <laughs> and then he goes to crash at the Gorefines because he got nowhere else to go, and they take him in, and he plays nice, and he I assume he plays a song for him, but then that's when he's, you find out about Ulysses the cat. <laughs> yeah. And then he... When he's out and about the next day, he sees that poster for The Incredible Journey. Also. Of Homeward Bound, right? <laughs> no, oh, the Incredible wait a Journey. second. That instrument that she plays is called the auto harp. Auto harp, okay. Oh, wait, maybe I'm wrong. God, yeah, ho- Homeward Bound is a movie that is based on The Incredible Journey, but it came out in the late 80s or early 90s. But The Incredible Journey was a movie from like the 50s or 60s. Okay. Well, okay. I wrote it down. It is the art of auto harp. And you know how I figured that out? I looked up what instrument does June Carter Cash play? Because I remember seeing her play that in Walk the Line. Okay. <laughs> also, my note literally says, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. It had, say it had said Homeward Bound on there. No, it's just called The Incredible Journey then. That's so weird. Home, Homeward Bound is a different movie, but they it's based on The Incredible Journey. But it's, it's called Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Yeah, because it's it's a remake of The Incredible Journey. Okay. Well, have you all seen that movie? I've seen Homeward Bound, yeah. Damn. I haven't seen The Incredible Journey. <laughs> um, And then... Uh, when he's walking past that movie thing, you see, do you remember earlier in the movie when he's on the subway and that one guy is just staring at him? 
I swear the same guy is walking past the movie theater too. I think it's the same guy. It might no be like a background actor. It yeah. did look like the same guy. But it looked like the same guy. Hey, we need lots of people for these two days uh, for these two days. Come on in. Yeah. Yeah. Kay. I keep trying to look at my notes and I like I told you guys already, I have no notes past Oh no kitty. Oh you know kitty? Oh no kitty. Oh. Kitty kitty meow meow. Well, then we're Next back to I have is Bob Dylan. Yeah, then we're back to him getting beat up in that scene over again. And at the movie, you're like, oh, why is this guy beating him up? But then at the end, you're like, Lou and Davis deserve to get beat up. Yeah. Sh- it was right? definitely not a uh, men in black scenario like I initially anticipated. Yeah. Did you think so, Kristen? Yeah, it's like, how dare he heckle that lady? Like, everybody's just trying to get their start. I mean, he's not anything big either. You wearing no. panties? He's so selfish. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> what he says. That's what he yells at her. I know. He's a dick. I'd be like, do you wear granny panties? You dick. You dick. But yeah, that's uh, young Bob Dylan playing. Yeah, that was cool. And he definitely has a voice. I don't... I, I mean, I don't listen know if that's... More Bob Dylan, but... I haven't yeah, listened to Bob much Dylan's of him. Good. Especially his older stuff like that. And that's the movie. What are your guys' final uh, thoughts? I'll start with Kristen. Well, I thought this movie moved kind of, s- not slow, but it was just, I don't know, just weird. I mean. It's not plot driven, so it's a different Yeah, kind of it was just kind of, meh, like, I don't know. I like odds. Oz it? Oz it? <laughs> Oscar Isaac's voice. I thought his voice was really nice. Um, I don't know. It was all right, I guess. Yeah. What was your star rating? Um, I think I gave it three and a half stars. Ooh, that's what I gave it. Yeah, what are your thoughts then, Jake? <clears throat> um, so overall for this movie, you know, I thought... I had a really nice time watching this movie, despite the fact that it took eight hours, whatever you said. Um, <laughs> but uh, like uh, overall, I felt like the pl- plot was lacking, which I did not know that it had, that I didn't even realize that I had no plot other than the cat. But I put that it, the plot was lacking, and that kind of uh, it's kind of what makes this movie good, you know, that there is no plot because it's it's kind of like the story yeah. of it's we don't hear the story of Bob Dylan, we hear the story about the forgotten guy who didn't make it, who played before Dylan one night in New York. You know, we don't hear yeah. about this perfect story about this guy who made it famous and had this impact on the world. I just had an epiphany, an epiphany, a realization. Yeah. Okay. A revelation. Okay. <laughs> so I think what going along with what you were saying, Jake, uh-huh. is that Lewin Davis is like this guy who's, like pedaling along this trying to figure out or trying to make it work trying to be this huge folk singer and stuff and bob dylan is ends up coming along you know and he's the one that becomes i mean he's the, the folk, folk singer. singer yeah yeah and it's like lewin davis miss not misses his chance but he just like he's just this close if yeah, he had just, like just tried but he lightning wasn't. didn't strike for him exactly like that's kind of what i see like how i in realizing how the story goes, like all of everything that he's gone through and stuff, and yet he 
he just misses it. Well, and I would say Bob Dylan probably put himself out there with a key on a kite. Yeah. And Lewin Davis is out there with trying to hide from the lightning and hanging out in the rain. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, can see that. I agree yeah. with that. Um, yeah, my my thoughts. Um, was that the end of your thoughts, Jake? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Sorry, three Jake. and a half stars is what I put down uh, for my actual star rating. Three and a half stars. Uh, I did not put a heart on this movie um, just because I was a little confused throughout. Uh, overall, I was like, what is happening? The plot. What you know? year is this? <laughs> what year is this? Is it 2021? Is, is it 1961? Who am I? What's the title of the movie? <laughs> How come we have not gone inside Lewin Davis at all? I have not seen this, anger, I sadness. I thought this was a magic school bus episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like the movie. I, I'm glad you uh, brought it to the table for us to uh, cover. The cast was just outstanding. The cinematography was good. Uh, like, it was just really nice. Something that I noticed that I don't notice in every movie, which was awesome. But yeah. just like very. It's a very well made film. It's a well made film, but it's meta almost in a way as well in, the, in terms of story. Um, mm-hmm. And that makes it a little a little difficult to grasp if you weren't like ready for that. Yeah. It's um, I, I definitely think you can appreciate it more on a rewatch. Um, these kind of more confusing movies, I think, always do. Um, but yeah, I gave it. I, I I mean, I gave it a heart for sure. But I also gave it five stars. Um, I think it's a great story about uh, a difficult man living a difficult life, surrounded by difficult people. And I mean, he really sets himself up in a crappy situation and doesn't try to make it better for himself the way that he could. Um, but also, it's filled with beautiful music and cats. And you can't ask for much more than that except in for, life either. Except for dogs. <laughs> I don't know. I want a cat. I uh, well, as the owner, I wrote down that I want to get a cat and name him Lewin. Because there's the one part when he's on the phone with somebody. He's like, just tell Professor Gro- uh, Gorfine that I ha- that Lewin has the cat. And he's like, Lewin is the cat? <laughs> well, there's that part where Roland's like, <laughs> what does the N stand for? Yeah, yeah that N Davis. N. <laughs> yeah, um, so I want to get that a cat might named be better Lewin. Name. Come here, Lewin. <clears throat> yeah. Louis, Louis, Louis. <laughs> you remember Lord yeah. Meow Mix? I do. Yeah. And we also called Lord Meow Mix the kitty. The kitty, yep. Okay, that's my thoughts. I appreciate you guys liking the movie, but um, also not holding back on some of your thoughts. Um, so this was a movie I loved. You two had not seen. So Jacob, oh what's a movie that you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd say you love and Kristen and I have not seen? Okay, okay, okay. Right now, at this moment, I have not decided on my movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm between two movies, definitely for sure. It's, Are you between two ferns? I'm between two ferns. Zagalvnak is involved. Are you between the lions? <laughs> no, I never learned anything from that episode. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. Thinking about this, I have to rewatch whatever movie I pick. 
It's got to be a movie that I am like, okay, I want to rewatch this movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was basing my choice off of as well, because I was really thinking about my choice. Do you know what your choice is? I mean, if you're settled on it, you could announce it now. If you're not, you don't have to. I do. I do think I know what I'm going to pick. Okay. And we'll let Jacob I pick pretty, first. I don't know. I don't know. I, you don't have to we'll yet. See. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying well, if you wanted to lay it down, you could. Well, I'm having a really hard time. So I might ask you guys' opinion a little bit. I'll throw three movies out there because I'm, I'm in okay. between three. And so I haven't seen any of them a ton. Okay. Um, but I've seen them all at least two times and I've enjoyed – no, I have not seen one of them. I've only seen one of them once. But, okay, so I have – number one, I have the movie How High, which I believe stars Method Man – um and red man and red man it's a funny movie it's a comedy uh so it's got a fun vibe it's about weed and it's funny and it's good it's got quotes and we'll laugh a lot other movies i have i have two other movies that are more more deep more thoughtful more like intense i would say for sure uh would you say it's like having sex in the woods well, the first movie is like having sex in a church. It's a spotlight. So, um, Ooh, if you want to uh, watch that do one. Think, do you think Gino Lombardo's in it? I think Gino Lombardo is the guy Talking who... about him being a... Um, uh, what's like, it called? What does he call himself? He, he's basically like a slave, the sex slave for the ministers. No, he calls himself a bait boy for he's the a bait boy, Catholic yeah. church. For the Catholic Church, it's basically <laughs> what this is, um, but it's a uh, it's a really good movie with great acting. The story is important, and it won the best picture, didn't it? Too? I think it did win best picture, and it's incredible. Uh, Mark Ruffalo's in the movie. I really like like the story makes my stomach turn inside out, but it's great. Um, and the third one is. The Art of Self-Defense, which I've only seen once. Uh, the other movies I've seen at least twice. Um, and I have never even heard of The Art of Self-Defense. That's uh, Jimmy Garofalo. Jimmy Garofalo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, I believe it's got somebody else <laughs> in it, and I can't remember. Kevin Spacey, maybe? Um, Ew. I might be wrong. <laughs> It's been a while since I've seen it. You're wanting to know what one we want to watch of the three? Out of the three. Kristen, you go first. Um, I I don't know. I don't really like heavy movies. It's I don't know. Well, that's my choice. (laughs) (laughs) What's yours though? How high? Does that help? (laughs) Help me. Mm-hmm. You okay. said Kristen said how high? What'd you say, Alex? I said because she's like I don't really like heavy movies. I was like, oh well, that's my choice. Uh, if choice I had to heavy? pick a spotlight, okay, okay. So uh, all get rid of this, the art of self defense out of here. Okay, okay. Why don't we just flip a coin? Why don't we pick art of self defense then, since neither of us picked that? No, nah, I don't want to <laughs> watch that one because it does not. Oh, okay, have, it, it does not have Kevin Spacey in it, by the way. Um, well, that's good. <laughs> it is good, but I thought it did, and I have no idea what I'm thinking about now. Um, baby Driver? Maybe Baby Driver. Okay. Um, 
Maybe we should flip a coin because it's they're so different. Okay. Hey Siri. <laughs> I'm heads. Do you have a lighter? No, so this is a match. I thought it was a oh, candle. Okay. <laughs> it's freaking me out. Hey, I'm heads. Like, Our uh, spotlight is heads. Okay. Hey Siri. Oh, my Siri's not working. You gotta. Hold hey it. Siri. She says flip not responding. Hey Siri. Heads. So it's heads? Heads. Is that spotlight? Yep. Okay. Spotlight it is. If you're good with that, Jake, I mean, you could say screw you, Siri, and pick the other one. I think Spotlight is the better movie of the two. Uh, It's deeper, but I think overall, in terms of enjoyment... And appreciation for film. In terms of endearment. In terms of endearment, it'll be... I like that movie. Jacob hasn't seen. Uh, <laughs> okay. Kristen hasn't seen. Oh, hey, I pitched an idea. <laughs> Was it a so, rectangular shape? I think shape? we should change this into Kristen has oh, seen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only just movies that I like. And we watch those and we talk about them. So, Well... I will say that I think I think everyone would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd really like that. I would love it. And you'd still probably make us drive the episode. Yeah, I was gonna say we'd That's still probably talk yeah, the most. Yeah, I think I would. Okay. So spotlight, Jake. Spotlight. spotlight. All right. And then Kristen would be after that. Did you wanna lay it down now or wait a week? Two weeks. Uh, Oof, excuse me. Um I don't know. I'll probably wait. I'm going to wait. Well, that uh, wraps up our episode on Inside Lewin Davis. And in two weeks, we will cover Spotlight. Jesus Christ. Do you want to change it? It's not too late. No, we have to watch it. It's the only one. No, I feel like everybody gets one one redo because Alex got one redo. Well, I'll be honest. I don't have another choice. So... Out of the three, this oh, is okay. probably the one that I think. It's like, do you want to use your redo on this one? Because you can, you only have one redo. <laughs> I think I, out of the three movies that I mentioned, I like the movie the most out of the three. Okay. 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 So you're not using your redo. No. Okay. <laughs> well, we appreciate you listening in with us. Uh, we want to uh, also ask, as always, please rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. Uh, iTunes, I know, has the rate and review section. Follow us on Twitter at I'll Take Three Podcast. I'm also on Twitter at Alex Expressed. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Jake Duke. And I am at I am Kristen One. And if you haven't already, go back listen to our um, archives. Last week's episode we did a recap of all of the last year of films, which was our first year podcasting. So it's a great way to. Um, recap and get ready for year two. Yeah, as we keep going. If you haven't seen, if you haven't listened to year one, like, do go back and listen to it because it's it'll be the best moments of your entire life. But you can listen to the recap episode. That's fine. Yeah, it's fun. Otherwise, <laughs> we'll see you back here in two weeks where we talk about Spotlight. I can't see. Thanks for it's listening. So <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Just kidding, I'm back. I do not want to watch Spotlight. I'm going to go ahead and use my redo and for...
picking the, a movie that I love that you guys haven't seen, I'm actually going to go ahead and uh, choose the movie The Phenomenon, which is a documentary, the first documentary we have covered uh, regarding the UAP phenomenon. Uh, so I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it. Join us next week uh, as we discuss that. Bye. Welcome to the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> <laughs>